My mother called him the biggest liar she ever heard. She was referring to my Uncle Jack, who showed up from time to time when I was a boy. Sometimes Jack would tell us a story my father had never heard, usually something astonishing or unlikely or impossible. Jack never stayed with us, partly because our post-war duplex didn't have enough room for him, but mostly because, to my mother, there wouldn't have been room enough for Jack if we owned a mansion. Jack told us the story about his leaving home. He said, When I completed the eighth grade, I knew I wasn't going to work on the river like my father, or in the steel mills like my uncles, or on the Pennsylvania Railroad like my mother's people. I got myself a ticket on a boat going down the Ohio River and up the Mississippi to St. Louis. It was a time when people still went west to carve out a life. It was 1894. I headed for the Dakotas and arrived in South Dakota at the beginning of winter on November 2nd, five years to the day since the new states of North and South Dakota entered the Union. As I soon found out, it was also roughly four years since the Wounded Knee Massacre. When I arrived in Pierre, citizens were still speaking proudly of the work of the U.S. 7th Cavalry in the Battle, as they called it. Twenty medals of honor were handed out to the troopers, and most everybody thought the slaughter was adequate recompense for Sitting Bull's victory over Custer at the Battle of Little Bighorn back in 1876. The general attitude seemed to be that this wasn't Dakota territory anymore. This was a state by gum, and there was no longer room for a bunch of sulky Indians and their crazy ghost dances.